Welcome to Oh Shit, I'm 40. This is your boy, Tease. Hey, sounds a little bit different, right? Y'all used to a different sound, a different tone, but hey. Well, you're in the hot seat now, nigga. I'm in the hot seat. But guess what? My man, Gino, the creator, the, the man behind the master plan, he decided to let up on the reins a little bit, let some of the other guys get a little play. So... We got my man Gino, we got my man Marcus, we here, we ready to have a good time, we got a great topic. Um, before we get started... Oh, don't forget about Sojo. My man Sojo, we can't forget about Sojo. We got the, the camera, behind man. the camera, he may slide in the camera a little bit. Um, to start off the show, we are on Facebook, uh, Facebook Live, everybody, what's up? IG Live too. IG Live, definitely, definitely. So what we're going to do first, right fellas, we're going to go ahead and what we normally do at the beginning of the show... Let's just go around the table, see what everybody's drinking. Gino, go ahead and kick it off, brother. I'm drinking a nice Fanta orange. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nah, bullshit. Um, I'm actually drinking something um, that's near and dear to my heart. Y'all know I like Basil Hayden. So I got the new, well, it ain't new, new to me, uh, Basil Hayden red wine cast finish. And I will say, um, this is a little bit stronger than what we used to. Oh, my goodness. All right, listen. Gene pulled up on me, right? We I cooked out on the grill today. You know, we normally cook some food, buy some food before we start the start the show. So I'm cooking. He like, yo, teach, try this or whatever, right? So I pour myself a cup, take a sip or two. Yo, it drew me back for a second. I was like, what in the world? Yo, that basil hayden right there is smooth, but that joint's strong, man. It's the red wine. It's the for red sure, wine. Sure. What you got over there, Marcus? I am smoking a placentia. Uh, uh, Lancero. I had a good relationship with Basil Hayden last night. Uh, <laughs> I had the I had the Basil toast. I was at Cigars Under the Stars at two ten. I am a cigar smoker. That yes. Basil got the best of me. I didn't recover till about three thirty four o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> so uh, to pull up to see that Basil, his cousin, the cash finish. Not today, sir. I'll have a forty and a fifth of water. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he was like, Latisha's like, hey, you want something to drink? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't even want to get started, Joe. <laughs> But yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. But at, at the end of the day, everybody, thank you for joining us again. All shit, I'm 40. Uh, again, it's Tease. I'm going to be hosting the show today. Um, as always, you can always follow me at Tease Keys to Success. Um, if you guys have been following that podcast for the last, I think, about two months, you will always know, anytime someone talks about Tease, they always bring me in the topics of financial literacy. That's right. Now, today, what are we going to talk about? Financial Finance. literacy. Now, this is something that's very passionate to myself, um, something that I love talking about, One that, you know, definitely on my page, Teach Kids to Success. So, the fellas, we're going to talk about it a little bit. Uh, so, we're just going to go ahead and jump into it a little bit. Some of the topics in which we'll be talking about is budgeting and savings, investing in retirement, mm. financial planning and resources, mm. and we're just going to sum it up at the end. All right? So, financial literacy, right? Gino. When you think about financial literacy, what, what comes to mind to you? What comes to mind to me with financial literacy? I'm going to tell you this. Why am I always broke? 
when I had these kids. <laughs> but no, nah, honestly, what comes to mind to me, man, is it's just saving. You know what I'm saying? Because that's always been implanted in our head. It's just saving, just saving. You know, saving. and 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 that, that's what really comes to mind. Okay. Yep. Okay. How about you, Mark? What comes to my mind is why don't why don't we teach it in schools oh my at an early age? Why don't why isn't that a part of the curriculum? He is an educator. Got to tell you all that. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole nother podcast. Oh, okay. Definitely. How the education system, I'm sure you already know, how it started out from the, who was it, the Rockefellers or whomever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just built just to make employees. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? It wasn't meant for, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Now, with the financial literacy, I just want to go ahead and give the definition of it uh, from Investopedia.com. Financial literacy is the ability to understand and effectively use various financial skills, including personal financial management, budgeting, and investing. That's loaded. When you are <laughs> when you are financially literate, you have a foundation of a relationship with money, and it's a lifelong journey of learning. So, Marcus, you said that's loaded. Would you elaborate? Oh, I said that's yeah, loaded. You said. <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. Hey, if y'all don't, if y'all don't realize, this is TC's show, so we got we got little notes. <laughs> I like it. We, I, I like, like it. It keeps us on track. I said that's loaded because it's like, damn, you wouldn't think that that's all encompass of financial literacy. And it shows why we illiterate, okay. you know, gotcha. as a people. Okay. <laughs> definitely, definitely. What about you, Marks? I don't think it's, um, he said it's loaded. I just think it may come off as loaded because it's, it's so many aspects that we don't think about. We think about financial literacy. We just think about saving money and getting money, but we don't right. think about how to acquire multiple entities of getting money and how to save money. And saving money is kind of like going on a diet. It never really works, right? So you have to have plans and strategies to keep money coming. And the goal is to get your money working for you while you're sleeping. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, for sure, man. You know, you guys touched on, like, the different revenue streams. You you can save, man, but if you don't really have anything coming in, it's kind of hard to save. And then that's when you want to kind of get into, like, your spending habits as well. Right. Discipline. Because, right. Financial, right. Uh, you know, your discipline. So, I mean, even with the budgeting, right? So when we talk about budgeting, it's like, what money are you putting towards different things, right? Mm. Okay. So maybe you're trying to buy a car. Maybe you're trying to, you know, save up for Christmas at the end of the year. Right. So budgeting is super important. So when you're putting putting together a certain portion of, you know, funds so you can uh, contribute it to something, whatever your, your goal is, that's actually called budgeting. But at the end of the day, you have to look at what are you bringing in? What is your fixed expenses on a monthly basis? How much do I truly have left over to budget, to save? So, so T, let me, let me jump in real quick. How do I actually start budgeting? Because let's be real, that is probably one of the most singular, hardest things for people just to actually sit down and budget. Let's, let's be real. I'm going to say, at least for me, you know what I'm saying, it's very hard to sit down and like you can do it. You can write down, all right, this is my bills and stuff. These are my variables, you know, bills that don't have a fixed payment and stuff. But then sometimes, do you think it's we as a people, and not even we as a people, but anybody, when they look at that shit on paper and they just like, damn. You think they scared? It it could be overwhelming. Yeah, or like overwhelming. Like, how do you, like, talk to us about that. First of all, man, I feel a lot of people are, one, scared to look at their finances, right? Mm. They they don't want to look, where's their money going? You know what I mean? Right. You're getting paid X amount every month, every two weeks or whatever. And then after a few days, you don't have no money yeah. in your bank account. You wonder, like, where the world, where Bo- the world boats all my and money hose. went to, right? Right, boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. <laughs> right, just kidding. Uh, but the budgeting aspect is 
you're going to list out everything that you're spending. What is your fixed spend? What's your light bill? What's your right. mortgage? What's your rent? How much money do you have coming in on a monthly basis or what have you? That starts off the whole budgeting because you cannot really budget without knowing what's coming in and what's going out. So it's very important to create. Uh, some people like to use Excel spreadsheets, mm -hmm. you know, income, expenses, and then you can kind of really see where is my money going because it's hard to save or invest if you don't know where your money is going. So that brings me to my first question is, uh, Marcus and Gene, how do you guys, your household, your family, track your expenses, your income, budgeting, or what have you? That's why I shook my head when you said spreadsheet. My wife is a spreadsheet guru, and I hate looking at <laughs> spreadsheets. I'm a bottom line guy. But uh, the discipline is what I spoke on earlier. We just uh, put everything in one pot, and um, that doesn't work for everyone or every couple. But that's what we do. I know what's coming out. She knows what I'm taking out and things like that. It's, it's every two weeks we have actual financial meetings once a month. Mm. So we And I don't like going to them. I'm not going to say that I enjoy like I pull up and, hey, baby, let's talk about how much money you're taking from me, this paycheck, <laughs> anything like that. But um, that's what we do. We discuss finances and um, make sure that we're not blowing money more so me. And it's funny you say that, Marcus, because I actually, my wife, she's probably watching this. I actually hate those meetings too. Hey Val, what's up? I love you. <laughs> I actually hate those meetings too. I get anxiety for those meetings, man. And Val, you know, we was trying to have those meetings. We was doing those meetings when we were dating and living together. That's you good. know, and even back then, I was like, shit, like we ain't married. What <laughs> you need to know for? You know, and that's what that's what gave me anxiety. You know, and, and I, I could tell this story all day. You know, um, we were dating. I think no, yeah, we were engaged. And um, when I graduated from college, I bought a car. Okay. It wasn't the car I wanted. So first financial mistake on Gene's part. Wasn't the car I wanted, but it was the car I needed. Gotcha, you know gotcha, what I'm saying? Gotcha, gotcha. College, the college grad program and everything. Interest rate 2.3 back in 2006. You know what I'm saying? Car note was $300, but... I wasn't looking at that. I was looking at, oh, I want the fast model. Right, right. So, remember my uh, GLI, the gray jump? Yeah. I wanted that model. Okay. So, I went out without discussing with her. First mistake. Mm. All right. I'm going to trade in my car and get the car that I want. Mm. I'm 27 years old. You know, you're not thinking like that. I wasn't thinking marriage. You know, I'm thinking right. we're engaged. Went out and bought that car. Interest rate went up a percent, 4.5. But all I was looking at was, oh, your car note is only a hundred dollars more. Mm. That's all I was looking at. More. Exactly. Only I was, I was. I, that's all I was looking at. Yeah. So I came home with that. That almost ended our soon-to-be marriage before that joint even started. Mm -hmm. You know. But um, I, that's why I said it's funny when you say that because I still get anxiety going uh, to have those financial meetings. Yeah. Sometimes you need you need mm -hmm. that slap in the face, like where mm -hmm. your money going. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Right, but, right, right. So I mean, how often? I'm just curious, Jing. Uh, how often do you guys sit down and just sit down and you know go over the expenses of your household and money coming in, coming out? How often do you? To be honest, up? not often enough. And half of it is my fault because I try to avoid those conversations. But we let's need. Hold on. Let's talk about that. Why are you trying to shut avoid up? Why? <laughs> talk. This is your show. Why are you trying to avoid it? Just like I, just like I said, the anxiety of it, and knowing that uh, my wife has the best interests of the household at heart. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like you know, not to be told, yo, stop doing this and stop doing that. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, and you know, and it's something that I've been working through and we've been working through it, you know, and we've we've sat down and had those hard conversations and stuff right, like right. that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But that's that's probably that's half that's half of the well, reason on, why. On, let me speak on my end, right? Obviously I'm I'm recently married or what have you. But at the end of the day, what me and my lady did, right, we sat down, and I, obviously I'm a big financial guy, right? I love spreadsheets, that's, I mean, for a long time, right? So we sat down and we marked out every single expense that we have coming into the household, okay? And we decided, okay, we don't just have one checking account that we pay all the bills out of, but we say, okay, who's responsible for what? Like, mm-hmm. I got the mortgage, she has the cable bill, food, or what have you. And then we know who's responsible for what. We know how much money we have coming in, all the bills paid. So we should have X amount left over, right? Right. So at that point, it's like, okay, now we know how much is left over. How much are we going to save as a household? Okay. So we have a, a savings account in which yep. we just put money as a high-yielding savings account. Yeah. Then we also put a, a portion towards um, investing yep. um, stocks. Okay? Oh, yeah. So it's very important to first budget. And know what's coming in and coming out before you can do anything. So it's like budgeting is the backbone of everything. It's definitely the backbone of anything. And especially with, um, you know, us with families and we're growing. We want to buy new houses, cars, or what have you. Before you can do that, man, you got to have a budget. Definitely. For sure. sure. Um, Okay, so the the next thing we want to jump into is the savings portion of it. Mm. Now, this is something that I really wanted to talk about because sometimes folks, they, they'll take, yo, Tease, yo, I, my, my budget's so tight, I really don't have blah, blah, blah to save. At the end of the day, you do have something to save. Even mm. this is $25 a month, $50 a month, or what have you. And I try to tell folks, sometimes it's hard just to wait until you get your paycheck and then try to put things in into accounts. It's easier if you set up that automatic withdrawal. Straight from your paycheck. You set it out with your job or whomever, and it goes directly into a... Could a government account. do it? Yeah. You take taxes out your... <laughs> the government it. do it? You're already doing it for your retirement? It, it, it's done. For sure. So I, I tell folks all the time, if you find it hard to save, one, create your budget, find out what is coming out, expenses, what's coming in, then set up automatic withdrawals with your company. Even if it's 10% or what have you, go straight to a, a checking account. Right. Like with me, I have the savings account. I have a vacation account because yep. you guys know I love to go on my vacation. Always. We, oh, that's coming up next week. <laughs> next week. <laughs> I love to go on my vacation. So I have several different accounts that's coming out my check that I don't even see. Mm. I don't see it until I physically go to those accounts and say, oh, okay, this money is, is starting to compound or what have you. Right. So on the saving aspect, I wanted to ask you guys, in your households, what do you guys do and how do you go about the saving portion? So this is my algorithm. You budget for what you need. You save for what you want. Mm. So we are, you know, you got household bills and stuff like that. And then for vacations, that's what we save for, right? So and things like extra stuff that she may want and stuff that I may want, or even extra stuff for the kids. That's a separate account, too. But my most important thing is I'm a bottom-line guy. I just want to make sure that the bills, the core bills are paid. All that other stuff, it trickles into other accounts of school. As long as we got it, that's good. But I'm just focused on the lights, the roof, car notes, insurance, and stuff like that. Stuff is going to help you, know, you live. What you right. got? How you well, got I'm going to tell you this. Saving? So the, one of the best things that um, has ever happened working in the federal government is the TSP and, well, basically the whole, the whole government retirement. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, we gonna we gotta cut y'all off because we ain't gonna let y'all listen. Hold on, before you cut us off, do we got any comments on there? Anybody? Anybody say anything? 
I see something on I there. See several waves. All right. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Please download this. This is going to be uh, downloaded tomorrow, available tomorrow on all your podcasts, Jones. Go ahead. Catch y'all later. Catch y'all later. Facebook Live. Catch them later. Still going <laughs> on the podcast. But um, one of the best things about the federal government is um, our TSP and our, our retirement and everything. And what is a TSP? So a thrift savings plan. Okay. So basically, it's the government's version of a 401k. Okay. All right. And it's it's a two version. It's two things. It's compounded. So you got your regular government pension, and then you got the thrift savings plan. So they take money out, all right, and they put that into your little pension junk. And then they take money out for your TSP, and then they match it. So, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong on anything, all right? So they automatically do it at, like, what is it, 3% when you get hired? Or 5 You set it for what you want. Yeah, but automatically, if you don't set it, they automatically going to take money out anyway. I don't know the set amount. I can't remember. So it's like even three, three to four percent. Okay. But the way to do it is, is that every time you get a raise, you up the percentage that they take out because that's free money and they're gonna match it. Mm-hmm. So right now, being at where I'm at right now, I set mine to like around seven to eight percent. Okay. So that's eight percent that the government's gonna match. Mm-hmm. So what I take out or what they take out pre-tax, they're gonna match that. Okay. And then you can go in and control it just like a 401k, and they have a retirement jump. They got all these different, like, little stocks and stuff, and we'll get into that then. And then they also have little individual ones you can choose. And you can go in, manipulate it, see how you want to do it. You know, you can buy the G fund, stuff like that and everything. Okay, so if you guys don't don't understand the gene, he's talking a lot about uh, his retirement, how he's saving for retirement. Right. I'm about to get into regular savings. Well, we're going to touch it. We're going to touch on, you know, go deeper into that. But but your your regular savings, gene. So my regular savings after taxes and everything, I have several accounts. Um, basically the kids stuff, you know, the 529, we're going to hit on that. And then, um, always, you know, I have another savings account that we have for, you know, the house and everything. And then I have a separate savings account, which basically doesn't give me crap, which is why I hate savings accounts, which I'm about to turn that into another CD because, you know, interest rates and stuff on now. But that's pretty much how I say I try to do everything before tax. So it brings down my numbers. Right, right. And then after tax, I do a little bit. Okay. All right. All right. I know you were talking about a little bit about the four hundred one ks and with the government. What you said they got the TSPs, yep. or what have you. TSPs and the first, first, first TSP. That's what it's called. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So when you guys hear those terms, four hundred one ks, TSPs, and FERS or whatever, we're actually talking about retirement accounts. Yeah. Okay. Now with a lot of companies that's outside the government, they do offer four hundred one ks. And they offer um, what is it? Contribution, um, matching contributions, mm-hmm. or what have you. It's normally three to four percent. Okay. Now the thing is with the four hundred one k's, that money comes directly. It's pre-tax. Yeah. It's before it's actually you know government takes their take. Now I'm kind of back and forth with four hundred one k's, right? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, right? Now four hundred one k's is it's it's definitely a way for you to save pre-tax dollars, right? But the only thing is, right? When you retire at 62, 60, or whatever, it's going to be taxed. Yep. More than likely, that tax rate is going to be way higher 40 years from now than it is right now. So here goes the thing. So, and Sojo, again, correct me if I'm wrong, too. Sojo's a financial wizard, too, but he don't like to tell nobody. So one of the main reasons for 401Ks and the retirement accounts and taking stuff out pre-tax is what? 
The more money we make, what is Uncle Sam doing? The more he takes. The more he takes. And then when you married, it's even worse. Because guess what? Uncle Sam looks at both of y'all as what? One, One person, right? So what you want to do to beat that? I need to get my money down on paper. Right, right, I need right, to get it down. Right. You know, so take those pre-tax dollars out, brings my numbers down, puts me in another tax bracket. Now, just for everybody, so you, you're following. When he's saying bring your money down, it's your, your total money, your total amount of income that's coming in for that year, okay? Yep. Now, when you take money and put it into a 401k, that lowers you possibly into another tax bracket. Right. Okay, so just if anyone was wondering, that's what he's talking about. Some of us, <laughs> some of us, it still hurt. It still hurt. It still hurt. <laughs> I was like, God damn, yeah, I can't yeah. get away from it. And the state of Maryland, I hate y'all. But, anyway, <laughs> but um, you know, and, and that's, that's the main goal of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then it's for people, too, and like, we jumping ahead a little bit, who might not be that versed in the stocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. They might be like, all right, I'm going to play with this. This is, this, is, this, is, this is my portray into stocks and bonds and everything. But that's the main thing of it. Right. All right, that's the main thing. It's going to force you to pay for retirement. Because guess what? Social Security ain't going to do nothing for us. Got you. Yeah, yeah, they already say Ain't going to be no money gone. left. Probably ain't going to be no money left. How about you, Marcus, in regards to uh, retirement savings, like 401ks? Are you into any of that right now? I'm into that, yes, and I have some from other jobs that I had. I had one in Virginia when I taught in Virginia, and I had one in D.C., and I wanted to pour from it, but my parents were like, don't pour from it. Of course, you know, there's a penalty if you do that. So I'm not really as well-versed as you guys, so I'm listening okay. right now. I know I do have one, but I don't really know how it operates. I don't know what I'm doing it for. Well, one cool thing is I know on the government side you don't have to – pull from it but you can loan yourself okay so i know some people who have actually pulled from they had enough in there where they needed a down payment on a house or they helped them with a down payment on a house they loan themselves money because guess what you're taking money out they're still going to put an interest rate on it but you're still contributing money to it and out of your check automatically they're putting the money back in okay. unless you get the means to pay it off early but you're loaning yourself the money so that's one way. And then you got the way that most people know is, oh, I'm going to withdraw from it. Then you're going to get that tax penalty, and then you're going to get the penalty because you're not 62 years old. Yeah. You know, which that hurts. And mm-hmm. I actually had to do that before. Um, yeah. as, as, uh, you guys know, but uh, people who's listening, um, I've, been, I've been divorced before, okay? And right. obviously when you've been, you know, when you go through a divorce, it's a lot of unexpected expenses and yeah. things you got to right. cover or what have you. And um, at that time, um, I really wasn't deep into my career around the time I was getting divorced. Um, so I, I needed money for lawyers and all right. this other stuff. So I actually, I had to take that penalty. Um, yeah. it, it did hurt a little bit, but that is an option if you ever do need to dip into that 401k is to get that. And like you said, you know, a lot of people don't know is that when those 401ks and if you want to buy a house, you're able to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think of the exact word for it um i got it's it's different god I, and i know it's, it's different words that they get but they don't advertise yeah. it but nope. you are able to use funds from your um 401k to buy, purchase a house mm-hmm. but if you sell that house you got to put those funds right back in right back mm-hmm. so it's not like you can buy a property uh you know two three years later you got all type of equity in it and you sell it and you just pocketing money. Nah, you got to put that money back. Uncle Sam want it back. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's your money, but he want it back. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man, for sure. And uh, another thing that I was, uh, you know, I wanted to talk about those 401ks, especially with the company matching. Mm. If, you, if your company is matching your 401k, guys, ladies, that is free money. Free money. Free money. 
please match up to whatever percentage that they're they're matching. Sometimes it's six percent. Do it. It's free money. Now, the only thing that I differ with some people is I say once you hit that six percent, I'm not contributing anything more than that. Mm. That's when I'm taking a portion of extra money that I could have put in that 401k. I'm going to the stock market with that. Oh, I like that rule too. I will, 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 and will. it's crazy because most people tell me, "Hey, the more money you make, keep keep bringing up the percentage." But expand on that. And that's that's what I was talking about a little bit earlier. There's no guarantee that tax rate is going to be lower than what it is. Whenever we retire. So that's right. what another, I'm trying to retire by 50, but another, what, 10, ten, years, to, that's ten, ten, years. ten, right, 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that tax rate is going to be higher. So me, I feel like that I'm savvy enough that I know how to invest that extra money into right. the stock market and index funds and things of that nature. And, you know, go ahead. So that's, that's a dovetail. To the, uh, we're going to stocks. Oh, okay. okay. I, you know I got to tell the story. <laughs> you know I got to tell the story. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and jump into the um, the stocks um, um, conversation. All right, check this, check this out, Clark. Mm-hmm. This is what, before COVID, like uh, 2020. Yeah, it's like right around there. Yeah. Right around that time. So we have, a, we have a group chat. Every guy has a group chat. And um, I don't know, Tease, it was like twice a week. Tease would just come on and drop free knowledge. This is before Tease keys to success. We was his test. We was his test dummies. <laughs> all right. So Tease would come out with something like, "Bruh, I need to watch these stocks. You need to watch this. You need to watch that." So one day he just hit, "Yo, Apple stock is cheap." So everybody was like, "Huh? How cheap?" A major dip, yeah. And I mean, it was like it was butt ass cheap. Like I think it was like eighty dollars yeah, a like share. It was it was yeah it was stupid, mm-hmm. and. That was the one time I listened to Tease all the time, but that was the one time I really listened to Tease. Okay. And I put a significant amount of money into the uh, Apple jump. All right. So then COVID happens. We all at home, right? Right. We all at home. Everybody buys everything electronic, right? Yeah. Guess what happened? Don't, that, that eighty that eighty dollars a share went up to like one twenty four a share. Mm. Then it got to the point where they had to do the stock split. So yeah, I forgot about that. My my like thirty forty shares. Ended up being almost like a hundred shares, and I and Tease can tell you to this to this day. I always shoot him a text or call him. Hey, Tease, man, thank you, <laughs> thank you. But it's, it's funny, Gene, because you know I love telling folks about you know the stocks and different things that's going on, and like you said, we got these group chats, and it's like I feel like sometimes yo, I'm just talking to myself, yeah. and that's the main reason why I I, I created that Tease Keys Success because I felt like even my family they're not listening to me, bro. But I, I I started that. I'm getting complete strangers hitting me up. Thank you, this and that, and because I think people are scared. It's one thing we, all right, we're all homeboys, right? Mm-hmm. We all trust each other, right? But we are, yeah. <laughs> and, and, it went, and money, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, everybody tend to keep it close to the vest. Right. But then I think the only difference between you is is that we actually saw the success. Mm-hmm. And saw you applying these tools and and everything, and we seen where like you come from. Not saying you was like in the gun or nothing like that, but like we seen we seen Tease on the come up. We seen right. these moves that make it. You know, you know? <laughs> eating eating cheeseburgers, eating cheeseburgers, <laughs> eating the premium beef, not the top cut. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we seen it. You yeah. know, and so that's what made us like trust. You know, trust like man. Tease actually know what he's talking about. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, like I said, Gene, he, he fell up. You know, I think it was like $75 a share at that time. Yeah. I just looked at it now. It's at 185 So, so you that's, still reaping the benefits of that? Slightly. 
Okay. Because. What's that? Same thing with the GameStop, too. The oh, GameStop. yeah, the GameStop. Yeah. Yeah, those memes. But yeah, to answer stops. your question, Clark, yeah. Because now, it helped during COVID. It helped doing some other stuff because it paid some stuff off. It it paid bills and stuff. It, it went to stuff that, that that family wanted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't have got that unless if Tease didn't tell me what was going on with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was a simple app that I was using at that time. Um, shoot, I don't forgot the name. I still got the app. Yeah, uh, they, I still got they're not sponsoring us. So yeah, they're not sponsoring us. So I'm not gonna name them. <laughs> but it's an true app. That, true it that, starts true with that. an S. <laughs> right, 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 right. How about you? Um, are, are you like? Dabbling into stocks or anything like that? No, I am not. Do not get me on here to welling. No, I'm not. I'm absorbing everything that you all say. And I was thinking no one's ever taken the time to walk me through it. Okay. You know, so I would definitely be willing to listen to something. But um, the type of learner I am, I got to see it. And one good point that you brought up, a lot of people have ideas about how to get money. But we being, hmm. We're going to be like, nah, I need to see the bread first. You got to right. show me something. So right. that's the important part. Yeah, and it's funny, uh, you know, once people started seeing, like, when I was, like, making posts about, hey, guys, look at this stock, look at that stock. And then they started seeing, like, damn, that thing did go up. It, it really did. So T's know what the hell he's talking mm-hmm. about. So I just started getting random DMs. Yo, T's, yo, tell me about these stocks, da, 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 da. And I was like, you know what? I'm not just going to give you the play. I want you to understand it like how I understood it. You know right. what I mean? Um, what I did, it's, it's a book. Oh, man, I got to grab it. But um, it's a book that I, it was two books that I've read that gave me my foundation for stocks, IRAs, mutual funds, index funds, that gave me all my knowledge for that. Um, I'm going to step away and grab it while you guys are still talking. I got you. But, yeah, so I would tell people, hey, go get these books. Read gotcha. this. It's an easy, I hate reading. But if it's about something that I love, Money and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this: women, something like that. I'm going to read. I mean, hey, hey, some of those things I'm going to read because it's of interest to me. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, a lot of people, I try to direct them to these easy to read books because you can just do what I say, but you're not going to really learn. What they say, you can teach a man to fish. Oh, hold up. You can, what, what's the, uh, what's you the can saying? teach, you can, what is it? You Give a man sh- fish, you can feed him for a day, you show him how to fish, he's good for, for life. life. Right. There it is. So that's what I'm all about. And while you go get that book, I'm going to discuss, and what Tease just actually talked about you is. Have another ginger beer. Oh, yeah, we, oh, yeah, we are live, y'all. We live. No, you good. You good. We, 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 we still drinking. We live. We, he need a ginger beer. Get this man ginger beer. But now, what, what we was talking about is so many times, like on Instagram, I, I see this today, and T said it, everybody talking about the play, the play. But they don't talk about the intricacies of the play. Mm. You know, you just can't go to a bank and be like, all right, I need a no document $400,000 loan for my small business. No, you need to show you need to show that your business is actually. You might get security card on you. <laughs> exactly. You know, but that's what some of these people on Instagram are doing. You know what I'm saying? Talking about the play. Oh, this is how you get, you know, $100,000. This is how you get this. This is how you get that. No, it's intricacies that's involved in it. You know what I'm saying? And what TC said is. You got to read. You know, and what do they say? You want to hide something from us? Put, Put it in, in a book. book. Um, but guess what? This man is reading his books right now. So what you got for us, T? <laughs> All right, look, y'all. I just went into the house to get the, the two books that Ooh, started. Oh, that, that sound good. Man. I got these. <laughs> that sounds thirst quenching right there, right. right? So, yeah, guys, uh, ladies, uh, I just grabbed the two books that I've read to start off my journey in regards to financial freedom, stocks, all that good stuff. Okay, the, the first book is called Early Retirement Extreme by mm. Jacob Lund Fisker. Great book. Great book. This one goes into like how you should be um, investing your money in regards to like retirement. Uh, you know, 
if you have an early age that you want to re- Sorry, that, you, that you want to retire in, this book is awesome. One more time is Early Retirement Extreme by Jacob Lund Fisker. Now, this book here, my second one, is called The Simple Path to Wealth. This one really broke down stocks and how to like read the different expense ratios. And it's, it, I don't want to get too deep into it, but it's a very easy read. It's a page turner. If you like to make money, you like to get money, you got to figure out these different ways to get money. Now, with the stock market game, that's passive income, guys. Passive income. Can you give the definition of passive income? Passive income is when you're making money and you're not doing a damn thing. So I'm in the bathroom. Take dropping the kids off of the hold on. So Clark right now is pouring the ginger beer, making money. That's passive income. That's passive income. Passive income. You're not doing anything with stocks. You know what I mean. You put your money in. I'm not going to say it's always going to go up. Right. Some days it go down. Most of the time, guys, when you're playing the stock market game, index funds, don't look at it all day. It's a long game, man. It's a long game. These guys is out here doing these day trading and stuff like that. They're losing a bunch of money. Sometimes they hit big, but they're losing. They're losing. They're losing more often than not. So I always tell folks, don't look just to get into the stock market game to make a quick buck, because that's when you're going to lose. You're pretty much just gambling at that point. You might as well go down to MGM and play uh, blackjack with Sojo, even though Sojo winning all the money. Sojo went all the money. <laughs> but outside of that, man, it's just gambling. But those two books, man, if you guys are looking to get a good foundation on stocks. IRAs, 401ks, all that good stuff. Read those two books. Definitely, definitely. And before we move on, please reiterate that again. Stocks is the long game. I know when I first started, literally every day I was looking at it. And the same thing with your 401k. Don't go looking at your junk every day. You know what I'm saying? I recommend twice a month. Oh, hold on, pause. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is still all shit up for you. All right, this is the financial show, but we still cracking. Uh, look at your joint every day. Make sure it's, it's, make sure it's all right. Don't want no Willie Lump, nobody. Y'all tripping. No. Hold on, pause. The long game. <laughs> God, Jesus. Yeah, man. man, I can't take y'all nowhere. I can't take y'all nowhere. All right. But no, twice a month. Right. Check it out. Because first thing you're gonna get the anxiety, you're gonna see a stock. Sometimes it's gonna jack up. It's gonna it's gonna mess. You're gonna be like, God damn, I lost so much. Jesus all on a day. Oh my god, that's it, Jack. You know what I mean. How much? How much? But you're gonna be like, damn, I lost. Yeah, it's the baby. Don't lost somebody, but don't look at it. twice a month. It's all I recommend. Yeah, yeah. And like the guys are saying, it's a long game, man. Just put your money in there and just let it ride. Let it ride. And the thing is, and I told Gene about it. Even he talks about the Apple play that I gave him. I told him, Gene, I say, man, keep buying it. Mm-hmm. Keep buying it. Apple is one of the best companies. I didn't. Di- I diversified a little bit. Okay, it's nothing wrong with that. Diversified. Apple is one of the best companies. I'm a. I'm a big believer yes. in Apple. Um, my, my man, if you guys are not familiar with um, Earn Your Leisure, um, uh, Market Mondays on YouTube, follow those guys. Great podcast they have. Mm. Um, great, um, you know, platform on YouTube. I learned so much from Earn Your Leisure, Market Mondays, and Dunlap, and all those guys. It's a it's a whole black forum. Okay, these guys are probably around our age, thirty five to forty five. I learned so much, so I, I gotta give those guys some shots because I, I wouldn't be nowhere near I am where I am today without those guys. That's right on, right there. That's- for sure. Now, more on the investing tip, guys. I, I just wanted to ask you, um, 
like on myself, right? Um, outside of just stocks, I'm into the the real estate game as well. Mm. How about you guys? My own house. <laughs> That's okay. it. Okay. Because I, I, I will admit, I am not as versed in the real estate game, but I know that's something that you uh, you came across a couple of years back. I remember, again, and that's one thing about T's, that's one thing about our friendship. He's going to put you on. You know, if you don't want to get on the train, he's going to keep going. Like, right. He put it out there to everybody. Like, yep, this is what I'm thinking about doing. You know, and I know you hooked up with some brothers and, and actually uh, did that. So go ahead and explain a little bit. It's not my show. I'm sorry. Y'all. Go ahead, T's. <laughs> explain talking, a little man. bit. We all talking, right? So investing, right, it's, it's, it's more than just the stock game. Right. It's, it's a lot of different things you can do. Like me, I have a couple of properties as well. Now, the way that I acquired my properties was I actually lived in them first mm-hmm. uh, for a certain amount of time. Then I purchased another property and I just turned that property into uh, a rental. So that's another way of some people say it is or not, but passive income for me. Right. Um, so I got tenants in. They pay me every month. The only thing that I have to do is listen to my property manager. Anything, any type of problem or issue comes up, hey, Montes, how do you want to take care of this or mm-hmm. what have you? It's pretty much easy money for me. And so do you recommend having a property manager all the time? Cause I know some people, they want to be the property manager themselves. Like, Tell us your experience about that. Now, on the property management, uh, let me give a shout-out to uh, Chance Realty. Uh, she asked Chance Irby. You guys remember Dante at quarterback? Yep. Um, that's his wife. Um, so I kept it in the Bowie State family. Um, she's my property manager uh, for one of my properties. Now, for me, it's worth it, right, because I got kids. I'm going to games, practices. Right. I got to work. I got this. I got that. So I didn't want to have to deal with a tenant, you know what I mean, blowing mm-hmm. me up, this and that. So I was like, you know what? I hit, I hit up Chance. I was like, Chance, I'm really thinking about this. And she told me, like, what her fee would be on a monthly basis to manage my property. And it made sense to me. You know, it was, you know, it's, it's a certain amount. But me to have that peace of mind, mm-hmm. right? it's on autopilot now. She does all my deals. She finds the, the tenants for me. Um, she she raises the rent when times need to be, um, you know, right. it needs to be rented. So I'm getting great cash flow. And the, the, the beginning of this story was that real estate properties, that's another way into investing, okay? Right. And like we were talking about the 401ks, if you just got money sitting there, you're like, shit, I, you know, I could do something with that 70 grand that's sitting there. Hey, man, go figure out. I, I can't think of the word for that loan, but you can get a loan from your 401k. Go buy yourself an investment property. Run that joint up. And once that equity, equity means what you purchased the home for yep. and how much it is for um, yep. how much it's currently appraising for. That's the equity, how much mm-hmm. money you have in it. The money in between. And you can take that money. It only take, I mean, looking over the last 10 years, it takes probably about four, four to five years to get some good equity into your property. You could take that out and pay off your loan. You still have that investment property, right. cash flow and money, and that's passive so let income. So let me ask you the question, Tease, that I'm sure everybody is talking about and thinking about, that I'm even thinking about. Location matters because I know right now, especially uh, in the Baltimore area, shout out to all my uh, Baltimore City folks and stuff. Be more. You got property, beautiful row houses that might not be in the desirable locations, but the city is selling them dirt cheap. And I see, and we got a teammate of ours that was doing that for a little bit, was buying them dirt cheap, rehabbing them, you know, getting those rehab loans, rehabbing them and stuff, and then renting them out. Does location matter when you're doing this? 100%. 
One hundred percent. Location definitely matter. That's when you got to do your due diligence. Okay. You know I mean, you got to figure out what's being sold in what area, what could be possibly coming to that area within the next yeah. five to ten years. Right. Like in PG County, um, I'm, I'm linked up with some folks or whatever. I get to um, go into like some of their meetings and I get to hear what they're planning to develop oh, yeah. within the next five to ten years. Because granted, that may be a shitty area right now, but in five mm-hmm. years, Under Armour and Baltimore is building some big oh, yeah. ass. Arenas exactly. and stuff like and that. And the property value is going to go right up. By West Baltimore and yep. all that stuff, all those beat down townhouses, they're about to get knocked down. Look, it's all about your due diligence at the end of the right. day. It could be real estate. It could be 401Ks. It could be stocks or what have you. You always have to do your homework. Always have to do your homework. Definitely. Man, I feel like this is like keys, T's to success on all shit I'm 40. Yeah, I'm learning something just sitting in. I appreciate the info. Right. Sojo taking notes. Look at him with the Fendi, nah, I wanna, with the Fendi shorts. But listen, listen. I want to bring Sojo in here, right? Because Sojo, he, him and his family had a nice move up in New York. Yes. You, you want to talk about it? I don't want to put too much if you don't want to talk about it. Uh, Uncle left us, left us a house. And, uh, oh, these mics are good. We can hear Sojo. No, yeah. Go ahead. Uncle, Uncle left us a house. And I initially wanted to keep it, just put money into it. But the problem was he kept it original as it was. So I, for us, it was it would have cost more keeping it and renovating it. So we ended up, you know, selling it. And then I invested part of the money into my house that I have now. And then I have it in the stock market, mm. making money. I need to, for me, listen to this. I have to get it off a of moderate and maybe excel it a little bit so I can see more of a gain at times. But other than that, I took that money, part of it, paid some loans. Paid off my student loans, I put it like that. Yeah, there you yeah go. that's a blessing. Uh, that's, that's a blessing. That's, that's, a blessing. that's, that's blessing. why Sojo get Basil hated. <laughs> <laughs> paid off my student loans, took part of it, bought my house, and the rest is uh, in, is uh, trying to earn money. That's about it. So, Tease, it's funny you said a little bit. You made you. I know we was joking. Thank you, Sojo. I know you was joking about how you know with Sojo. Sometimes it can be like a crapshoot. You at the casino and stuff. Sometimes you do gotta know when to fold and when to hold. You know what I'm saying? Because like there are some properties in D.C. You know what I'm saying where they have been paid off for years. You know what I mean? But then because of certain economical times, you know they sold them. But then probably ten years, eight years later. Man, you might have sold it for one hundred eighty thousand dollars, but eight years later, you sell you can sell that jump off seven fifty four hundred. You know what I'm saying? Seven fifty. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes it is one of those things where you gotta learn how to fold and, and you get you know and hold. And soldier, I'm glad you also mentioned too about setting the how aggressive you want to be. And that's one thing going back to the four hundred one ks and going back to our retirements. You have the option of setting how aggressive it is. Now, automatically, because we're younger. They're going to make it aggressive because we got more time to make it up. Now, when you're older, you want to set it conservative because you don't have that many working years left as what they call working years. You know, most people still working. But that's one of the things I have uh, with my retirement where where I put probably like 65 percent of my money is in the aggressive portion. And that's the targeted uh, my targeted retirement date. Mm -hmm. So that's like aggressive as hell. You know what I'm saying? But then I also have, again, now I mentioned it before, something called the G Fund. Those are government bonds. Yep. So I have a nice percentage going in there, which right now, 
because of the interest rates and everything, it's been it's been making some good money for yeah. retirement. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then the rest of my money I have is going into the technology sector. Mm -hmm. You know, where I can target pick like different portfolios that have different like um, you know, electronic companies, stuff like that. And I'm gonna drop a little T's key to success, you know, I feel like T C right now. What what's been on the news lately? AI, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those chip manufacturers, you oh, know, yeah. everybody that make those graphic cards and stuff that go on those um, high-powered uh, computers and stuff, drop in on that. I think right. the last time I checked, it's still affordable, still like around 200 a share, 285 a share. Get you a couple shares of that, man, and, you, and you, you'll be doing good. But I'm glad you mentioned um, the aggressiveness and how aggressive you want to be and also how we talked about the real estate and about sometimes you might want to hold it, mm -hmm. you know, and then sometimes you want to let it go. But it's all about looking at the market. Now, two things, right? Let's go back to the stock part that you was talking about, the um, AI, those chips. Yes, I sir. just wanted to drop some knowledge from my folks. NVIDIA. Yes. I got into that maybe about two and a half years ago. Woo, that's when it was Woo, that's what it was cheap. I made it killing, bro. The, um, what is about a month ago, it skyrocketed. Skyrocketed, maybe mm -hmm. about 75 They made the news. Like that. They made the news. Um, yeah, man, it's it's just one of those things. It's like, how did I know it? I, I keep pumping these guys up. Earn your leisure, bro. Yep. On YouTube. Awesome. Awesome, guys. After you subscribe to us, oh, shit, um, we're 40. Go to Earn Your Leisure, Market Mondays. Yep. Subscribe to those brothers. You will learn a hell of a lot. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, you know, with that the houses, the housing, right? Like me personally, I thought about you know selling you know one of my properties. But I was like, I want to build generational wealth. Now. That's the key. There you go. I got two kids. You want to leave them something more than just a funeral program? <sighs> we gonna talk Man, about we, that one. Are we in life? We oh, gonna, yeah, we gonna, we gonna, gonna talk go to the financial plan. Yeah. We gonna get to that, but. The way I looked at it, right, is like one, I'm getting tax advantages with that. Yep. I'm getting cash flow already. Yep. Um, equity is staying being built into that. Yep. If I wanted to refinance it and pull some money out to do whatever I wanted to do, I can do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can do a, a thing called a HELOC loan. Oh yeah. Home equity line of credit. I can do that against the equity that I have in my properties. Mm. And I, it's a, so many different options. Financial. Clark said, "I need a pen." Hold on, Clark. <laughs> So many different financial vehicles that we can take, and that it's going to be hard to get it all in there, our episode today. But, folks, we have to wake up, man. It's, it's more than just going to work for 9 to 5, going home, and just living to die. Because that's, honestly, that's all we've seen growing up. We've seen our parents going to work, and, I mean, they were saving the hard way. You know what I'm saying? Where it was like, look, McDonald's once a month. Mm-hmm. After these bills paid, we're going to take this money, put it in the shoebox, or, you know, we're going to put it in this. Well, stuff was a little different back then where you could actually write off your car notes and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? You could write off credit cards. I remember my dad was telling me, man. Really? I ain't never heard you that. You could write off credit card interest. You could write off your car interest. You oh, could write wow. off all that. But they got rid of all that. And you'll be surprised who got rid of all that. What party? They want to need uh I don't want to be wrong. I needed somebody All to right, internet we me. We got fact checker. Yeah, we got fact checker. <laughs> but I think honestly, it was not the Republicans who got oh, rid really? of it. I think it was the Dems. I only want to get into that. Don't want to get into that because we're, oh, we're an impartial man. show. But anyway, <laughs> you know they did it the hard way. Yeah. You know, and and none of this was actually taught to them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So because it wasn't taught to them, it really. Let's be honest, it wasn't taught to us. We had to find out. By listening and stuff like I told you, I didn't find out about a five twenty nine. I was on the metro, and a white guy was like, "I was telling him about my my first daughter being born." He had hit me to that, and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> you know. And then I, I looked it up. I was like, "Oh shit, five twenty nine, please." 
RAs. Mm -hmm. um, it's so many different vehicles. But I the mean, thing it, is, it's all in books, and it's all right, out there. These two books, again, I, I'm not getting no cut from these books. But these joints taught me about RAs, taught me about 529 right. plans, taught me about stocks. I'm going to say it one more time. The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins. Easy read. Yep. The second one, Early Retirement Extreme by Jacob Lund Fisker. Guys, get on it, man. Definitely. YouTube University has videos. If you don't like to read, go to YouTube. Definitely. Video Listen to podcasts. 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 What we doing now? We forty. <laughs> How many drums and keys did we drop tonight? Oh, a lot. So many. A lot. So many. And that's the thing, you know. It's like the older we get, again, we gotta find multiple streams of income. You know, and again, I keep quoting T's because T's like sits on my shoulder. You know, <laughs> not only does he say treat yourself, but he also drops these gems. But it's like we gotta find multiple streams of income. You know what I'm saying? And, and this is why some of us started these small businesses and stuff. This is why, you know, we're doing this podcast. <laughs> right, 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 You know, this right. is why we're doing stuff like this because we're going to find multiple streams of income. And guess what? We need tax write-offs. Yeah. We need we the write-offs. Tax write-offs, bro. <laughs> Definitely need the write-offs. Big time, big time. And, you know, I know we're getting close to ending, but I did want to touch on um, financial planning. Mm. I know Marcus talked about, um, you know, talked about it a little bit about not – you know, having to set up a GoFundMe for somebody's funeral. That's the worst. Uh, yeah. I know you probably got something you want to talk about regarding that, Marcus. Yeah, just like everything that I do is for the, the next generation, um, for my son, so he won't have to work as hard as I did. My parents tried to show it to me. My dad was in a real estate. He had buildings on 8th Street before it became 8th Street, right across from the WOL radio station, Florida oh, yeah. Avenue, right next to Fraser Funeral Home. Mm, I, exactly. just didn't, I just didn't take the time to get into it. And now that I'm older and I want to work less, and make sure not my ethic is not to work less, but I want to make sure that I have something for my son. And so now I had a question for you two. Now that I'm thinking about it. All right. Is there a process or a point in time when you're on the way to wealth that you have to live a life of austerity or dexterity where you have to just say, I'm going to go like a year and not do anything and just stack the bread? Uh, I would, it's, it's up to you. Okay. I wouldn't say you have to. Okay. I mean, at the end of the day, create your budget. See how much expenses you got to create um, saving to different accounts, mm -hmm. investing. But it's up to you how hard you want to go. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You got you and your wife or maybe you're single and you just want to be you. Mm -hmm. Fuck going on trips. Fuck going to the clubs. Fuck going to restaurants. I'm just going to stack for a year. Exactly. I got I got a buddy of mine. A buddy of mine. I'm not going to put you out there, but you know who you are. My man, he's in like his credit is not good. He want to buy a crib, can't buy a crib. But... Going on fucking trips, three or four trips a year. Launching. Like, bro, you're going out, you eat out all the damn time. I tell I tell them all the time, like, bro, if you really want to get to where you want, you got kids or whatever. You got to go nomad. You got to sacrifice. You got to go nomad. You got to sacrifice. Get out that damn hole. Buy yourself a property. Even if you don't live in it, you can buy a multifamily, bro. They got FHA loans. If this is your first property, you can buy it, FHA loan, 3.5% down. That's it. Live in one of the units, rent out the other ones. You only have to live there for one year. Live there for one year, put somebody else in your position, rinse and repeat. Mm. Rinse and repeat. Buy another property. FHA loan, 3.5% down. Most of the time, you got to put down 20% on an investment right. property. And with them FHA down. loans, your credit score, I think it's like a minimum it's 620, like minimum 620, 620 600. Something like that. You know what I'm saying? But going back to answer your question, Marcus, me and Val did that okay. on our first house. When we bought our first house, shit, 
was coming out of college. Val was still in grad school, had just finished grad school. You know what I'm saying? I, at that time, was probably making what? I just started making 40000 a year, probably. And this is like 2009. And I probably was still at 35000 a year. We literally, for like that year, right after we got, like a little bit right before we got married and stuff, you know, granted stuff was cheaper back then. Mm-hmm. Man, lived off tilapia and rice. Right. You know, didn't go out. Was just stacking as much as we can. You know what I'm just yeah. saying? Wasn't going out. Was entertaining a lot at our apartment, our little apartment. Granted, rent was only seven eighty six. All utilities included. And Laurel Mellon. And Laurel Maryland. Excuse me, not Laurel Mellon. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm just saying? But like literally, and like we always talk about, yeah, it's like, yo, when we were saving up to get that house to save that, you know, that three point five percent. You know what I'm saying? We, we 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 made sacrifices. Even though, you know, we had a little help. Like I had to go to grandma to get that last thousand. Like mm-hmm. grandma, I need that need that last thousand to get over the hump. You know what right. I'm saying? But even still, it's like we had to make those sacrifices. You know what I'm saying? And even now, you know, sometimes you gotta make those sacrifices when T's like you said, like if we look at that budget, you gotta be like, All right, we got chill. Maybe we don't do this. Right. You know, maybe we find a cheaper way to do something. Maybe we don't go on this trip this year. Stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, it's whatever your main goal is. And you got to make those sacrifices. And that's the thing. People can't be afraid of making sacrifices. Because guess what? Fuck doing it for the gram. Mm. Fuck doing it for, you know, whoever. You know what I'm saying? You want to get that long-term goal. So make those sacrifices. Guess what? When you're in that house, you can do whatever the fuck Hell you want. Yeah. You know what have, I'm saying? Have cookouts, have parties, yeah. whatever. Come on over to the crib. Come exactly. Cause, and guess what? The older we get, man, we just want people to come over to the crib. crib right? Nobody <laughs> don't want to go and pay for those expensive-ass drinks no more. $20 a drink. That's exactly. Crazy. crazy as hell. You want to be at your house drinking this Basil Hayden. Or oh, a nice 40 ounce of 211. Oh, here you go, that 211 <laughs> again. Oh, my God. A battery but just, just, just to sum, up, sum it up, guys, on the, on the financial planning, it's... You know, it's two different ways financial planning. It's like your your active income that you have going on, financial planning for retirement, yeah. financial planning for when you're not here. Yeah, these that's are all, important. These are all the conversations that you need to have. Folks, get some life insurance. Get it while, get it while you're Get it while you're working because it's cheap. Get it while you're working, It's too. cheap. I tell Val all the time, I'm worth more to you dead than alive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially with government life insurance. Every paycheck, I think I only pay a dollar and fifty. Yeah. You know, for life insurance. And and that's like two times my salary that I get when I'm done when I'm dead. Plus my supplemental life insurance, which I only pay probably like ten dollars a month. It's, it's it's affordable, man. You know, and the younger that you are, the healthier that you are right now, you can lock it in for thirty years, forty years. Right. Keep that shit now, man. Don't go fund me. I'm tired of hearing these damn. Nah, I don't. don't it's me, sad. Don't go fund me. These these fish fries to help pay. I mean, hey folks, you got to do what you got to do, but. Do this shit, man. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't cost that much to get insurance, bro. It doesn't. But you know what it is, and a, a lot of people they 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 see that top number, they see that net of what they make, right? Mm-hmm. And they they want to get as close as possible to it after everything is done. Okay. But at the end of the day, bro, you there's certain stuff you need. Life insurance is one of them. Because when I leave here, I don't want my kids having to go big, borrow, or steal, or do anything oh, to bury me or anything like that. When I'm dead. Everything's gonna be paid off, and it's gonna be money in Val's pockets, so she can go marry somebody else. <laughs> All right, well, she already told me she ain't marrying nobody else once I'm gone. But she can marry somebody else, do whatever she want to do, and my kids gonna be taken care of. And that's the whole point of why I try to max out everything with my life insurance. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, again, with the, the I know we're, we're about to wrap. No, up. no, we got more time. We still got some more time. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, again, with the, even with the financial planning, right? It's let's it's, it's talk about like. 
how much type of debt you have, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of folks, I have a friend of mine, and this individual has like 35, I think it's like $30,000 worth of credit card. <coughs> Bruh, credit cards maxed out. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just playing minimum payments. They were just, just, just living with that. They seen that, you know, I do my T's keys to success, blah, blah, blah. And they reached out to me. They like, oh, yo, I, I need to get out this rut, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right. First of all, you got to do is sit down and look at the picture. What the hell are you dealing with? How much debt you have? What is the interest rate on each one of those credit cards? And then we're going to start attacking, okay? Snowball. S- snowball. Start off with the, the smallest amount first. Work to pay that shit off. Once you pay that off, that minimum payment that you was paying on that one you just paid off, roll that up into the next one. And just keep doing it and keep doing it. But what I was getting to is, bro, you cannot take care of shit. Student loans, credit cards, car payments, whatever. If you don't truly know your situation. A lot of folks are just scared to look at it for whatever reason. They don't want to. They're just scared of it. But, folks, look at your true financial picture. Then... You just got to set up a game plan and attack it. And I guarantee if you're financially disciplined and you're consistent with making certain payments, and it's a whole lot of other things you can do to make it easier, but we don't have time for that. But you got to be disciplined, okay? And can you preach to people, this is not going to happen overnight. No. It's patience. Even that snowballing method, it's going to take time. That 30K wasn't overnight. Right. It's going to take time. But it's the small battles. You know what I'm saying? The small battles. You pay off that one card, and, and oh, neglected to say this. Don't close the account. Oh, no, no, no. Keep Cut the card up. Keep that motherfucker open. Don't close the account. That's going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And I made that mistake early on in life where I paid a credit card off and closed that son of a bitch. And my score went like, yeah. close the account. Yeah. And it was a dumbass account, too. I wanted to buy a damn fucking MacBook coming out of college and got their little credit card junk and never bought the MacBook but closed the account. I was like, oh, I'm not going to use it. Let me just close it. Should have kept that bitch open. Yeah, man. One thing with that uh, to keep, I, I'm a big product. Just leave them motherfuckers open because it's just going to help you. Right. All right. Now, some people may say, well, yo, I got this annual fee that hits me every year on this credit card, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Just go to the credit card company and just say, hey, I want to downgrade my credit card to the one that's no annual fee. Right. They'll downgrade it. Or sometimes you can just call the credit card company and ask them not to charge you that annual fee for mm-hmm. that year. And then sometimes they the annual fee is not even that much. Yeah, but still, it's still money. Right. But sometimes they will just, like, wipe that shit so you don't pay it for the year. Because, oh, go ahead. Bro, it's so much shit out here. If you just ask for it, like, for instance, you got a maxed out credit card and you're trying to pay the shit off, you can call them. Like, look. Let's work a deal. Let's work a deal. Some of these motherfuckers, especially if you're collections, mm-hmm. let's work a deal. They don't take off 50% of it because they feel like, hey, if I get 50% of it, that's better that's than That's better than nothing. Shit. But does that go on your report as a settlement or or you actually paid it off? It kind of, well, it kind of it, it varies. They'll report it as um, settled for less, but it's better than having the open collection on there. Okay. So but then, then, then that's when you can get into the whole credit repair right. stuff, right? It's, it's ways that you Which can be get careful done. about that. That's another episode. Yeah, that's another episode. I, there's so many ways we can go in these financial things, but that's when the credit repair they can help you out with your credit, get old old um, you know delinquent accounts removed from your uh, credit report to help your credit score. So there's a lot of different ways that you can go about that. And I know this is TC show, 
I'm just <laughs> adding in. This is not the only financial show. This is a taste of um, TC's Keys to Success uh, on All Shit, I'm 40. But uh, we're going to have more financial shows, and we're going to talk about more stuff. We're going to get in depth. We'll try to have some people on here, you know, because we, we know some people. And just try to have some more people on here and hear it from the horse's mouth, too, you know. Right. But just want to let everybody know this is not the only financial show. We're going to get into this. Yeah, for sure, for sure. How, how much longer we got, bro? Tease. We we, this is, I think this is an interesting show that people need to hear. We're at 5941. Okay. We, we can go to, we've done our shows where it's just been not bullshit, but it's been like, you know. Let's, okay. Let's give it, let's get another 10, 10 minutes. Maybe, another okay. 10 minutes. All right. Well, I mean. Again, where, where are we at? We, we're still on financial. Did we hit everything? Oh, man. Let me see here. Did we hit everything? Financial planning, resources. Yeah. Well, let's just talk about some of the resources again. All right. That's out there to help people. you like, you know, Tease, I really want to. Get my shit together, but I don't even know where to go. First of all, go ahead and go to IG and type in Tease Keys to Success and go ahead and, <laughs> go ahead and um, hit like and follow me for more information. Hold on, Tom. Of course, you can DM me. I can help you out. And, uh, you know what I mean? If you're willing to help yourself, I'm willing to help you. So That's is this, is this our first sponsor, Tease Keys to Success? <laughs> I'm about to look you up now. <laughs> right, go ahead. Because I, mean, I think every show we mention Tease Keys to Success. No, that's love, when, man. It that's is. Love. When that's we love. mention TC, it's always Tease Keys to Success. But yeah, like, like I'm saying, guys, you know, I didn't get into this whole financial literacy stuff. I, I wasn't like this my whole life. Tell your story. I was not. Now, my, my first thing would be, okay, when I was like a teenager, I got my first credit card. My mom helped me, you know, set me up with All First Bank. I think they're M&T now. Got my first credit card. So I always, they used to, my parents used to preach to me, don't do credit cards. They're so bad. They're just out to get you. Da, 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 da. I'm like. Predatory in college. Right. Yeah. I got a credit card out there too. And a cell phone. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> but. Bowie State. Right. <laughs> so they, they put in my head is such a bad thing. But I did my research on it. I'm like, it's bad if you don't pay your fucking bill. If you don't pay your bill, that's when they're going to hit you over the head with all these interest fees, late mm-hmm. fees, and all that. But if you're financially aware and use it in the way that you're supposed to use it, it's a good thing. So, anywho, I got it, my first credit card, whatever. I had, like, for, like, two or three years. And then I helped out a family member. Family member wanted to get a wedding dress or something like that or whatever. I gave him a credit card. I was like, they were just supposed to use it for that. I was at young age, 21, 22 I get a letter in the mail. My shit is like delinquent. My credit credit score went down like 300 points. I'm like, did somebody like hack my shit or something or whatever? And, it, and I found out it was a family member that, you know, maybe they didn't purposely do it, but they ran up my credit card. All the credit card bills was going to their property, their house. So mm. I wasn't seeing any of it until I actually one year I ran my credit report. But anywho, but when that happened, that made me more financially aware. That made me start doing investigations. Like, why didn't I know this earlier? This is because I wasn't looking at my credit report on an annual basis. If you got credit, everybody has credit, look at your shit on an annual basis. You will never know what's on there. And you got um, certain uh, apps and websites that will run, that will show you your credit report. You got to pay, but that will show well, you actually, your credit hold report. hold on. With the uh, freecreditreport.com, I think it is. I use you get, uh, you get one per yeah. year. One free credit report per year. Navy and Federal does it too. Yep. Navy Fed too? Yeah. And most, most of your banks do it if you got the app. Yep. Okay. 
Gotcha. And then I know I use sometimes Credit Karma mm -hmm. just to see what stuff is real quick. Yeah. Now they use a different uh, scoring category, so your scores might be way different yeah, from what it is. It's not going to be the same one from Equifax. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. But you get an idea of what you're doing. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, my main point was the different resources that you have, bro. Just you know, I, I love YouTube University, man. You know, it's so much content out there. So much. It's, it's no excuse nowadays, bro. There's no, it, it will tell you how to lower your credit score. It will tell you what you should do first. If you're in big debt, do this. I think one of you guys said the snowball method. Yep. Great method. Got to be disciplined, man. There's so many different resources. You had something else, Marcus? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Mark, Marcus is sitting out here. He got a whole sheet of paper <laughs> written out. Taking notes. He about to go home to the wife. Here, you got your Excel spreadsheet. I got T's keys. I'm going to kick the laptop off. I'm going to T's. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, yeah, man, another thing is with those credit cards, man. I know I can talk about this shit all day. But with the, with the credit cards, right, if you know how to use them correctly, right. you can really come up on these joints. Like, these new credit cards, you can get them with zero APR for a whole year to 18 months. Tell them what APR is. Oh, or what is it? Annual percentage rate. Percentage rate, which is yep. your interest rate, pretty much. So you can get a credit card for a whole year with no type of interest on it. Now, I love to do that because sometimes I have big expenses or whatever, mm -hmm. and what I'll do is I'll buy it on one credit card, get all the credit card points, cash back rewards, that's a whole nother conversation. But I will get this new credit card and just do a balance transfer oh, yeah, you can do and that. put it onto this new credit card. Now, they'll charge you a percentage for the balance transfer, but it's way lower than what you would have paid for a loan. Mm -hmm. Or if you would have put it on a credit card that's sixteen percent on there, bro. It's just so many ways you can do that. You can use that money to put into a business. Your business start cash flowing. You paying all that shit off in a year, and you didn't pay nothing. Hey, boy, you dropping some jewels, man. But they don't want to listen to me, Gene. They they listen. They don't want to listen to me, man. But look, we got. We got a um, couple minutes. We're going to close it up. Damn, T's, this is supposed to be your show. Yeah, man. We got I'm a couple minutes. I ain't know how much time we had. <laughs> we, we got a couple minutes. what I want to do is I want to go around the table and uh, just get our, our, our parting, uh, you know, topics or however way you guys want to put it before we go. All right. I'll, I'll kick it off. First and foremost, T's, you did a good job hosting. Oh, thank you, man. I'm I, sorry. You know, I, you know, I still interjected a little bit, but you did a good job hosting. Hey, man, I appreciate you letting the reins go. Let me get, you know, a little bit of experience on the because on the hosting tip. Because guess what? This, this is T's forte, and as you see, this is this is where his passion is, Very and, passionate, and definitely man. he's helped everybody. And I can honestly say this right now: he's helped everybody at this table, including Clark. All right, because right now Clark, Clark, I can see it in his eyes. He he sees some stuff, and. and this has been Tease's thing, you know, and I've always take things from Tease, you know. And before we get out of here, I just want to say for myself, stop the anxiety. Stop being scared. Don't be scared to talk about your budget. Don't be scared to go to your spouse and talk about your budget. Just talk about it, all right? At the end of the day, be adults about it. Just talk about it. And I can't wait for the next financial shows we're going to have because we got a whole bunch of topics we can get into on this. So, Tease. Thank you. I applaud you. I'm not going to hit the button like we usually do because I can't find it all the time. <laughs> okay. But I applaud you for that, man. Good I, job tonight. I appreciate tonight. that, Gino, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, to kind of lead this. And, uh, you, you know, this is something that's, that's very passionate to my heart. I want to see our, our demographic, our people do better. Definitely. Do better. We've been put behind the eight ball, but we can't keep using that as an excuse. Exactly. There's plenty of resources out here to get to where we need to be. Um, the, the the big man um, in the sky, wherever the hell he was, they was keeping it all for themselves. They've been doing this shit for years, hundreds of years. 
we know we got the game plan now, man. There we just got to be disciplined and implement ourselves. Sojo, you got something? Uh, he good. He good. He got his Fendi's on. <laughs> what you got, Marcus? What you got? Yeah, just uh, an EOS mindset, vision, data, process, traction, issues, and progress. You got to keep discipline, and you have to see what you need to take care of. And like you said, people are afraid to pull up that credit report and see exactly what they got to do. And information, what we all are doing right now, what you all did with the show, what you did as an outstanding host, information. Get the information, do the legwork, prosper. There it is. For sure, for sure. Man, so like I said, man, this has been, this has just been an awesome-ass show, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm just happy about it. You know, definitely happy about it. And, dang. Nothing's working at night. My little fading sound. Hold on. I was trying to fade us in. Oh, uh, man. This is... Did it come up? You hear it? Yeah, I hear it. Oh, shit. <laughs> but anyway, man, look. This has been another episode of All Shit, I'm 40. This is... I'm not Tease, but this is Tease. And, <laughs> hey, tune in next week. We're going to talk about travel with Big Gibby. He is taking over the show this time around. So, hey, check it out. Y'all take it easy, man. Thank you for tuning in. Peace.